0: through a
1: method Talk, Talk Recorded live
0: over to Jesus and say, if you don't mind, spit in my eye No, that would not be the method that you would request But isn't it amazing how some of the greatest moments can come out of the worst methods? That God can use your enemies to bless you. That God uses your adversity to bless you. That God blesses you outside of your comfort zone. If you would have asked, you would have chosen God to say, use so-and-so to bless me. But isn't it amazing how the people you think God would use, God doesn't use them. And the very person that never liked you, always hated you, after your job... God will use not y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Let me ask them. And there's something so degrading about, you know, I mean, I want to be healed, you know, but uh, can't you, can't you do something like, you know, speak the word, <laughs> you know, just wave your hand over me. Jesus spat in the ground and started making a little mud pack. And said, Bring your eye over here. <laughs> this man didn't back away and say, Oh, no. <laughs> Look, I ain't sure about you, no way. And now your methods are like, I don't. Look, no. the man said, This brings to mind a question. How bad do you want it? Do you want God's power but only under your terms? Does it have to be your way, presented in a way that's palatable to you? Does the board have to meet in order for you to be comfortable with doing what God told you to do? for a miracle that you say hey put it right here whatever it takes (laughs) he mixed mud he mixed spit and dirt and made mud and put it in his eye and then told the man now before I get to that let me say this the man is trying to see now and instead of him clearing up his vision, he's now made it worse because even if you can see if I put mud in your eye he can't see. Notation. When you're on your way to God's favor, expect things to get worse before they get better. If you've got a dream, a vision, a business, a concept, an idea, and just when you're about to do it, things get worse instead of better, that doesn't mean that God's not going to bring it to pass. In fact, it generally means that you're on the verge of the greatest miracle you ever had in your life. Somebody who's going through all hell, you ought to get happy because you're real close. Now, look at this church. Jesus says to the blind man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. I I didn't even make this mess, and I got to go wash it. He said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Here lies the problem with all of the man's critics Because Jesus has sent this man to be healed someplace that the religious folk did not approve of. (laughs) Later you will find that his neighbors are critical, the Pharisees are judgmental, the religious people are complaining about what day he got healed. Some people are saying he was never blind in the first place. But all of the criticism is rooted in a principle that I want to make clear. People get upset when you got your blessing outside of them. If they- for the healing, they have a problem because God sent you somewhere else to get what you need. There are some folk in this room right now. If you'd have stayed where you were, you'd have died like you were. But God had to send you somewhere else. Oh, help me preach in here! Now people got an attitude because they can't take credit for what God has done it. But to God be the glory. Country people tell them the Lord did this. Uh, not the board, not the committee, not my schoolmates, not my classmates, not my family reunion. This is the Lord's door. He sent me to another place. He sent me somewhere else. No man will take credit for this healing. He didn't send me to the Pharisees or the Sadducees. He said, go off in the pool of Siloam. I want to take a moment and celebrate this, because I thank God for being the kind of God who can work outside of the system. I think God can work outside of the system, because according to the dictates of the system, some of you shouldn't even be here right now. If God hadn't taken you outside of the system and blessed you anyway, the system would have held you down. But God said, go off in the pool. My God, help me. God will send you somewhere else. Bless you, oh my God. That's why when you get your blessing, you ought to be careful to come back to the house of God and give him the praise, because you've made it by faith. Let all the faith folk make some noise in here.
2: Still to come. On the Potter's touch.
0: I'm ready now. I got my priorities right. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know where I came from. I went through enough by myself. That now I'm ready for the blessing. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. You don't have to help me. You didn't bless me, and you can't curse me. To God be the glory. a good service, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus, women are into spiritual warfare. They are in the fight for God. you in the devil. If you had been like you used to be, you would have gone crazy,
1: but you got some kind of crazy peace. This is the peace of God. I'm in pain. They said, do you want me to call a doctor? I said, do you know Jesus? what you call him for? Motion, courage, knowledge, positioning.
0: healed, you would think that everybody would be excited that the man who was born blind, grew up blind, is now healed. You would think they would celebrate his tenacity because this is a man who grew up in the dark, growing blind, working in the dark, working without having everything working for you. Hmm. See, all of us are survivors but we wouldn't be here. We all survived some We wouldn't be here. But some of us survived with everything working for us. There are some other folk in this room who survived, didn't have this, didn't have that. Didn't have the other Didn't have help Didn't have a husband Sometimes didn't have a job Sometimes didn't have a friend Sometimes you had to push yourself Sometimes you had to encourage yourself You never had everything working at one time But you were moving You were in the dark But you were still fighting in the dark Working in the dark Bought your house in the dark Raised your kids in the dark You know God was on your side You didn't have what they had But you made it anyway My God, my God, my God, I thank you. This man was growing in the dark, and now he's come to the place. This is the time. My God, this is the time. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know why the Lord's got me going down this vein. But whoever you are, I want you to understand this is the time. This is the moment you've been waiting on. You've been waiting all of your life to get to the point that you are right now. You're in the right place at the right time for a miracle to break loose in your life. If it had happened 10 years ago, you couldn't have handled it. If it had happened three years ago, you wouldn't have been mature enough to handle it. You had to go through everything you went through in the dark to get you tough enough and strong enough and courageous enough and tenacious enough. And now you're ready. Not to myself, I'm ready. to receive his miracle and the amazing thing is he gets his miracle while all kinds of people are murmuring I don't think that's the same guy another group said well I'm not sure I believe he was blind in the first place what do you do when your celebration your moment of celebration is controversial critics as the party of your exaltation, murmuring and complaining, they have something now. Our government, when they listen out for terrorists, they listen out, and according to the amount of emails and the amount of correspondence, they call it chatter. And when the chatter gets louder, it is an indication that we may be closer to terrorist attack. So when the chatter is highest, they know that something is about to happen. And I came to tell you, when you start getting a breakthrough, expect a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. If you're not hearing any chatter, you're probably not doing anything for the Lord. But if you're starting to hear a whole lot, I don't know whether it's God or not. Who is she? She's too old to be getting married. What's she doing going into business? If you're hearing a lot of chatter, it's a sign you're about to step into divine favor and the blessing of the Lord is about to overtake your life. takes a lot of maturity to be strong enough to hear the chatter and maintain your focus you can't stop you don't see where the blind man stopped and said yeah i'm the same guy you know, I know it was the Sabbath day, but, uh, you know, Jesus had to do what he had to do. And he didn't argue with his critics. He just walked into his miracle and received what he had. Don't allow life to trick you into worrying about what he says and what she says when this is your moment. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know why God has me preaching this today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're just now ready for the blessing of the Lord to open. Over- take you. You heard about it years ago, but this is your year to see the glory of God fall in your life. Can somebody say, I'm ready now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says that he's finally grown up. He's amazed he can speak for himself. See, some things, that God would have done them sooner you would have thought the people that he used were the ones who blessed you. If God would have done them sooner, you would have bragged and wrote a book about how you did it by yourself. But after you've gone through the hell that I've gone through, you know that it was God that blessed you. And now you're ready to walk in the favor. You're not afraid to tell anybody, oh, I know. Say whatever you want to say. Say that it doesn't take all of that. Tell me the church is too noisy. Tell me we clap our hands too much. Tell me we're worshiping on the wrong day. I don't know about any of that, but all I know is that I came in here blind... I get, I get tickled at them. They tell me all the time, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be that animated. You shouldn't be that demonstrative. You're, you're, you're too exuberant. You're, you're too opulent. You, you clap your hands. You holler too loud. And 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 you shouldn't do that. Well, maybe I shouldn't. All I know is that it's working for me. It brought me from a long way, and if I need to clap my hands people's All I know is that praising God brought me through the fire, brought me through the furnace, brought me through the flood, brought me through the fight. Through many dangers, all and snails. I've got a 6 song come to me here. I have already come. Church, three people tell them I'm growing up now. I'm growing up now. I'm growing up now. Tell somebody I'm grown up now. I can handle it now. Things that used to break me won't break me no more. Things that used to hurt me don't hurt me anymore. Things that used to pulverize me don't pulverize me anymore. I can handle it now. I'm growing into God's favor. The favor. in his life. Now I'm going to tell you one more thing and I'll be out of your way. Don't judge the second half of your life by the first half. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying. His first half didn't look so good. Nobody would have voted him most likely to succeed. Anybody looking at his past would have said things in the future don't look too bright for you. But how many people know that God can turn your life completely around? Whoever I'm preaching to, your latter day I'll be greater. I better quit because I feel like preaching now. I better stop. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, That I hasten to a close when the Bible says he is of age and points to the fact that he was born blind he had to grow up into God's favor he had to develop and go through some things the timing is now right you can do now what you couldn't do before because the timing is now right. You've proven all things, you've endured some afflictions, you' suffered through some adversity. you've developed, you've strengthened yourself. While you are waiting on the Lord, you are building yourself now, you're not easily distracted by the chatter because you've come to a place of solidarity and stability. And now you're saying, whip it on me, God. Whatever it takes, Lord. I'm now ready to receive everything you have for me. I'm ready to walk into divine, supernatural favor. I'm not so worried about popularity, fame, or fortune. I'm ready. I wish we had more time. This is such a big subject. It is very, very important that believers understand the truth that you have just heard. Don't judge the second half of your life by the first half. There are new dimensions for you to grow in and evolve into, and I pray that those new dimensions would be materialized in your life. May God bless you, and may heaven smile upon you. This is Bishop T.D. Jakes, sending you love from the Potter's House.
2: More than you ask for, bigger than you dream and beyond comprehension. God's favor ain't fair.
0: Stop apologizing. Stop feeling bad. Stop trying to explain it. Because favor ain't
2: fair. For your gift of any size, you will receive the favor ain't fair three methods set on DVD.
0: You want to be accepted by your peers when it wasn't your peers that blessed you in the first place. It was the Lord that blessed you. Don't forget.
2: And when your gift is $100 or more, you will receive the Favorite Fair DVD set, your very own season of Favor journal that includes daily uplifting scriptures, as well as T.D. Jake's Classics, Volume 7, Four Blockbuster Messages on CD and DVD. If
0: you don't start believing it, you won't start receiving it. After you've been through hell and high water, God has got something better for
2: you. God is taking you to a new level of favor today.
0: heard Jesus passing by. You'd be surprised if the people just come to church to come to church, but they have no sense of urgency. They just think, well, you know, I I woke up, I thought I would, I thought I'd go to the potter's house today. They don't know that Jesus is...
2: Marcus and Joni. It's time to step out of the norm. Rodney and Michelle Gage share principles that will help you rethink life from God's perspective. And praise the Lord with Joni and me and the Daystar Singers and Band. Live at noon, 11 Central, only on Daystar. Something you enjoy? I'm Mark Burnett and I encourage you today to find and pursue what you love to do and do it for the glory of your Creator. Daystar can help. Strength, wisdom, encouragement. It's what we all need. Embrace it, enjoy
1: it, and use it to encourage others. Tell a friend about Daystar. Today's generation makes Daystar their home for faith television. Daystar, experience it. The following program is sponsored by
2: Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Sarah Jakes Roberts, daughter of megachurch pastor Bishop T.D. Jakes, shares openly about her struggle to find her destiny.
3: And at 13 years old, I got pregnant. I had my son at 14 years old. And from there, just the shame, the fear of not being able to really have a destiny that lived up to the last name that I carried, taunted and haunted me for many, many years.
4: A man down who's on his knees, praying, trusting in God, through faith and patience. I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose. God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Start running to
1: detect tempo.
2: And
4: anything that's in motion has a tempo it has a pace and I was thinking about how before I was a pastor I used to play in a band and I remember we had this one gig it was a big gig we had about 200 people there and that was a big one for us because most of our gigs were like 50 people and so I remember standing in front of those people I was so excited our band had just started using in-ears and if you're a musician you know in-ears are basically these small little earphones that helps you listen to the click the metronome, the tempo of the song that you're gonna play so that you can stay in sync. I'm not talking about the old boy band. I'm talking about in sync, like in rhythm with the drummer. And see, in every band, someone sets the tempo. And so obviously in our band, it's the drummer. Most bands, it is the drummer. It's not the guitar player. That's the sound right there, that's the tempo. And so we had that in our ears. You couldn't hear it out here. But we can hear it in here. it. It helps us stay in rhythm with the rest of the band. Well, I got so excited in that gig. People were watching, and they were cheering. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was the name of our band. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got really excited. I ripped the in-ears out of my ears. I was like, I can do this without the in-ears. And so I start singing and playing, and I start getting excited, and I am going so fast, way ahead of the rest of the band. Finally, I stop hearing the drums behind me. I stop hearing the guitars and pianos, and I realize I'm playing all by myself, and people are just kind of watching. Like, this is awkward and embarrassing for the lead singer. And I turn around, and the whole band is just looking at me. They're like, really, Paul? Really? You're going to pull the in-ears out? Try to do this on your own tempo? And the drummer literally said in front of everyone, he's like, uh-uh. We're starting the song over again. You've got to put the in-ears in so we can stay on tempo. You've got to listen to me. I'm setting the tempo, Paul, not you. And I was like, this was like a control battle in front of everybody. I was like, all right, fine, I submit. I submit to the drummer's tempo. And, and praise God, it was embarrassing, but we got through the song. It was a lot better. And I think about how in our lives, God has a tempo. And oftentimes as Christians, we may not say it, but what we do is we rip out the in-ears and we think, I can do this on my own. I don't need to follow God's timing on when I should get married. I'm going to rush through this slow, single process because I'm tired of sitting around waiting on God's tempo. Am I stepping on some toes this morning? I don't need to wait on God's tempo to get this promotion. I can shove this door open. I can force this thing on my own. I don't have to wait for God to get me connected and get me into this opportunity relationship. I'm going to make it happen in my own timing. And what happens is we take out the in-ears of listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to God's timing, and we get ahead of God. And any time you get ahead of God, it's always embarrassing, right? Because you have to live with the consequences and praise God for grace, but there's consequences when we try to do things in our own tempo, our own timing. And I want to tell you today, God has a set time For everything that you're believing for. He has a set time, singles, for you to get married. He has a set time, uh, married people, for you to have children. He has a set time for you to have that third child. He has a set time for you to get that promotion where you work. He has a set time for your healing. He has a set time for that restoration in your family. He has a set time for your son to come back to church. But see, God's timing is always better than our timing. His tempo is always better than our tempo. And my question for you this morning is, who is setting your tempo? What is setting your tempo? Is it guilt or is it grace? Is it paranoia or is it prayer? Is it the pressures of people or the prince of peace? Is it condemnation or is it courage? Is it greed or is it generosity? Because when God sets your tempo, it's going to be God glorifying. Whatever is driving your pace, it's going to glorify God.
2: What are the secrets to living a balanced life? Is it really possible to have complete joy in your family work and relationships?
4: Jesus was not
2: busy. He was purposeful. He was intentional about his time. Learn how to have that biblical balanced life with Pastor Paul's three-part CD series, Tempo. When you call 1-800-760-2360 or go to PaulDoherty.org and make a gift of any sign?
4: He says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time. Everybody say set time. The set time has come. Now, time in the Greek has two different words. chronos, which means quantitative time, minutes, hours, days, and then kairos, Kairos is a set time. It's an opportune, divine moment on your life. God has divine moments that have already been written on the calendar for your life before you were even born. God had written down a date on the calendar of my life before I was ever born, August 24th, 2014. God had written down that I would step in as the pastor of Victory Christian Center. I didn't know it. I I didn't grow up knowing that date. In fact, I didn't know that date until about two and a half months before it happened. But you know what? God knew. And God had been preparing me since I was a young boy for that day. I think about October 17th, 2009. God had put that date on the calendar of my life when I would marry the love of my life, Ashley Hope Doherty. God has set dates, set appointed times for you. All throughout the scriptures, this is a scriptural thing that God appoints times for people. That He has set appointed times for kings. I think about how David had heard from God. And always, God decrees a thing before He does a thing. God will always speak a thing before it happens. And God spoke to David, you're going to be the king of Israel. Well, it wasn't until 15 plus years later that David actually stepped into the role of the king of Israel. And God is putting dreams in your heart. He's put. Ideas in your mind. He's putting visions inside you and and even desires, goals, wanting to get married, wanting to have children. And sometimes we can try to rush the process. We can try to set our own tempo, our own pace. Like, God, I'd rather speed through the season. This is going kind of slow. Can we accelerate the tempo? And God's saying, Trust my tempo. The title of the message today is very simple. Trust God's tempo. Let's say that together. Trust... God's tempo. You will live a lot less of a complicated life if you will just trust God's tempo. You will have a lot less regret and misery if you'll just trust God's tempo. He has the right tempo for the season that you're in right now. What if we could pull back the curtain and know the date that God has set for the dream that He put in your heart? What if you knew that February 10th at 3:39 p.m. you were gonna meet the love of your life? I'm talking to the singles, not the married people. <laughs> married people, the love of your life is already in your life. Singles, you wouldn't get discouraged if you knew the big day was coming. You'd get excited. You'd start working out, go tanning, you'd go buy some new clothes. You'd be like, Yeah, my big day is coming, baby. February 10th, 3:39 p.m. You'd get excited. But see, here's where faith kicks in. Listen to this. Don't miss this. Faith kicks in in the fact that God tells us in His Word there are set times, appointed times, but He doesn't tell us when they're going to happen. In fact, even right now, many people are are feeling that Jesus could return any moment. And I don't know about you, but I feel that too. But did you know the Word of God says nobody knows the day or the hour. (laughs) Nobody knows the minute. Nobody knows the week it's going to happen. We can sit around and guess all day, not even Jesus himself. And so the faith comes in trusting God's tempo. God has the perfect timing for your marriage. He's got the perfect timing. If, if you knew the day and the hour and the, and the moment, it wouldn't require faith. And that's where God calls us to trust his tempo, to trust that he knows what he's doing. And so how do we trust God's tempo? I think Hebrews chapter 6 tells us the answer for it. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 says this, that don't become sluggish in your waiting, but instead imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Through faith and patience, they inherited the promises of God. In other words, you're not the first person who's had to wait a long time for your destiny to be fulfilled. You're not the first person to have to wait a long time to get married. You're not the first person to have to wait and go through some tough times before you have that baby. You're not the first one. And and God says, hold on, look back in the history of God's Word. And imitate those like Hannah and like Samuel and like David and like Esther and like Joshua and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Imitate those who through faith and patience trusted God's tempo for the dreams and the miracles that God would bring into their life. I'm telling you, God has a bigger plan. And Jesus showed up four days later after Lazarus was dead. And he said, okay, now it's time. And the sister said, you should have been here days ago. You were supposed to raise our brother from the dead. And Jesus began to cry. He said, let's, let's bring him out. And in fact, Jesus said, do you believe that I'm the resurrection and the life? And I want to ask you today, do you believe that God can do what he said he would do? Do you believe that God can still heal you? Do you believe that God can still restore your marriage? Do you believe that God can still bring your son back to church? Do you believe you can still get that promotion? Do you believe you can still get that scholarship to ORU? Do you believe? I know you didn't get it in the time you wanted to. But what if it's because God has a bigger plan? You can live a happy,
2: balanced life. That's what God wants for you.
4: Jesus was not busy, he was purposeful. He was intentional about his time.
2: When you call or go to PaulDoherty.org and make a gift of $19 or more a month, you'll receive both the Three Message CD series by Paul Doherty and the exclusive Victory Journal. Your gift will support the spread of the good news of victory to over 6 million viewers every week. $19 helps support Victory's 200 missionaries in countries all over the world, as well as providing humanitarian aid and disaster relief to sites of turmoil and poverty. Your support helps us to continue to feed children minister to those in need, and enable others to receive hope. Your generosity of $19 a month, just 63 cents a day, will not just give others hope, but satisfaction, knowing that the message of God's grace is reaching others around the world. Please call 1-800-760-2360 or visit us online. Your call says you care.
4: God has a breakthrough coming for you, but you've got to wait on His timing. You can try to force it to happen, I think about how Abraham and Sarah in the Bible, God had promised, we're going to, God said to Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. And through this son, you're going to be the father of nations. You're going to have children that outnumber the stars in the sky. And Abraham was excited and yet a little bit anxious because here Abraham was getting older. He was almost hundred years old. The dream hadn't happened yet. Sarah was 90 years old. The dream hadn't come to pass yet. And here they were thinking about the promise God had given them. And they were like, okay, God, time's running out. Like, you know, we're not living 900 years anymore. Like, now we're only living 100 and a few years after that. And so they were waiting for God's timing. And Sarah, instead of staying in God's tempo, she hatched a plan, right? Sarah kind of took things into her own hands. She said, okay, Abraham, God's promised us a baby. And I think maybe what God wants us to do is kind of force this thing to happen, to push this door open on our own. and she said, Abraham, I need you to sleep with my maidservant, Hagar. And Abraham was like, I'm a team player. Let's do this. <laughs>
1: it's the Word of God. So
4: Abraham slept with Sarah's maid. And, and what happened? They birthed a baby, and the name of the baby was Ishmael. And you know, the problem was they always had tension with Ishmael. There was always struggle. There was no grace on that because they had done something outside of God's tempo. But here's the good news. God in His amazing mercy, forgives us of doing things in our own timing and still bless Abraham and Sarah with an Isaac. And here's what happened is, with Isaac, what God births, He gives the grace for you to take care of. What God gives you, what God promises you and does it in His timing, He gives you the power and the provision for you to handle it and take care of it. If God moves you into a promotion in His timing, He's going to give you the grace to handle that position. But if you try to do it in your own timing, there won't be grace there. You'll be doing it in your own strength. And there was constant tension between Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and Ishmael. But the day came where Isaac came around. And here's the point of the story I want to tell you. You can try to get ahead of God and you can keep birthing Ishmaels, but you're going to keep having problems and keep losing sleep and feeling frustrated and feeling all this tension. Or you can wait with faith and patience for your Isaac and know that when the Isaac comes, there's grace to handle it. Let's talk about faith for a moment. Faith is trusting God, believing that God is good. I think that right there is a tough thing because what you believe about God determines really how you're going to live your spiritual life. If you think God is not going to uh, come true to His promises, that He's not a promise keeper, it's going to cause you to live worried and anxious and trying to speed up the process. But if you'll rest, Hebrews chapter 4 says it like this. It says, those who believed in God enter into His rest. Hebrews 4 verse 3 says, only those who believe God will enter into His rest. In other words, when you have faith that God's going to do what He said He would do, you're not anxious, you're not worried, you're able to sit there and rest. My God's faithful. It's going to happen in His timing. It won't happen when I need it, when I want it. It'll happen when God wants it to happen. God will move me into that position when it's God's timing. People might ask you, when is it going to happen? When are you going to be promoted? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Anyone ever felt those pressures before? And sometimes we live under the pressures of people instead of being led by the Prince of Peace. People are saying, I wish you would just get married. I wish you would just have children. I wish you would just start your business. And I wish you would get that promotion. And you get anxious because people are pressuring you. And instead of going to prayer, you get into paranoia. When you wait patiently with faith, just trusting my God is good. He's going to restore what the devil's tried to steal in my marriage. My God is faithful. I'm not going to push this. I'm not going to force this. I'm not going to manipulate this. I'm not going to try to control this and shove the door open on my own. I'm trusting God. The best way to trust God is right here on your knees. The devil can't knock a man down who's on his knees praying, trusting in God through faith and patience. I think about the story of Lazarus in John 11 when Lazarus had died and His sisters, Mary and Martha, called to Jesus. They sent word to Jesus, come and heal. Come and resurrect your friend Lazarus. He's dead. And Jesus said, it's not time yet. Not time? He's dead. When is it going to be time? And Jesus said, hold on. Because there's something bigger at stake here. And sometimes God delays a miracle because He wants His power to be seen even greater than it would be at the time that you want the miracle to happen. You're waiting to get healed right now, but what if God has your healing planned for October 15, 2017? Because what if God's plan is to show His glory through your healing to your family who right now is not ready to see the healing happen. They're not sure what would happen. I'm telling you, God has a bigger plan. And Jesus showed up four days later after Lazarus was dead. And He said, okay, now it's time. And the sister said, you should have been here days ago. You were supposed to raise our brother from the dead. And Jesus began to cry. He said, let's let's bring him out. And in fact, Jesus said, do you believe that I'm the resurrection and the life? And I want to ask you today, do you believe that God can do what he said he would do? Do you believe that God can still heal you? Do you believe that God can still restore your marriage? Do you believe that God can still bring your son back to church? Do you believe you can still get that promotion? Do you believe you can still get that scholarship to ORU? Do you believe? I know you didn't get it in the time you wanted to. But what if it's because God has a bigger plan?
2: Do you ever need a reminder of God's faithfulness? You can be reminded every day with our exclusive Onward Journal with Pastor Paul's victory confession on the front cover.
4: God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me.
2: A beautiful journal to note your favorite scriptures and stories, count your blessings, and write the victories you experience every day. You can get this Onward Journal when you call or visit pauldoherty.org.
4: Through faith and patience, they inherited the promises. My sister Sarah, today her and her husband are celebrating their one-year anniversary of planting Victory Orlando Church, a
1: sister church of Victory.
4: And Sarah and Caleb's love story is really special, but I want to tell you what happened before they came together. Sarah had gotten a dream in her heart when she was 18 that God was going to bring her to a man of God, and that they would date, and they would get engaged, get married, and they would do ministry together, and travel the world doing missions. But God said, Sarah, your freshman year at ORU, I don't want you to date anyone. I want you to stay single and just trust me. A few months went by of doing that plan, and Sarah kind of got anxious. Guys were asking her on dates, and this one really good-looking guy, he was a man of God started pursuing her and I just want to say to all the singles in the room just because he's a good looking man of God doesn't mean he's the man for you and guys just because she's a beautiful woman of God doesn't mean she's the right one for you trust God's tempo it may be the right one but the wrong time and if you get ahead of God you're going to live with an Ishmael while you're still waiting on your Isaac Sarah caved into the pressure, and she tells the story better than I do, but I'll try to do it justice. She, She allowed this guy to start courting her and fell in love, and they got engaged after a few years, and they started planning the wedding, sent out the invites to the church, started getting wedding gifts, and all through it, she felt certain red flags, just feeling like, I just don't know if this is right, but it's just so much pressure and excitement that maybe I should just go through with it. And And she dismissed some of those red flags. She was not being led by the peace of God. She was being led by the pressures of people around her. My parents all along were praying. They knew in their hearts this just didn't feel right. But instead of trying to push Sarah in their direction, they prayed for Sarah to hear from God. And parents hear this. When kids grow up and they're out of the house or they're old enough to be an adult, you can either push them in your own direction or you can pray for them to be led by the Spirit. My parents prayed the decision out. In fact, they said, God, if this is not your time and if this is not your will, please show Sarah and this other guy. Two weeks before the wedding, God spoke to Sarah and this other guy, and he called off the wedding. And it was a tough thing. Sarah was heartbroken, tears, just feeling embarrassed in front of the church, having to send back all the wedding gifts, give back the ring. She had a dream of marrying this guy and doing ministry together. She was going, God, what happened? But she knew. She trusted. God spoke to her, Sarah, trust me, even with the closed doors. I want to tell someone today, you've had a closed door, and you thought it was a denial, but really God was saying, that was my protection for your destiny. I am freeing you from something that could be very painful and very difficult if you try to force that. God's speaking to you right now. I don't know who you are, but God's speaking to you. And a few months went by, and she was still hurting, and guys started trying to pursue her, even in her pain. And if you're a guy pursuing a girl whose heart is broken, you need to stop now. You don't want to marry a girl whose heart is halfway healed. You're not the healer either. You need to let God heal her heart, and then you can start pursuing her, and then you marry her. You protect her heart. Guard her heart. Sarah, she couldn't date any guy anyway. She was just hurting It's hard to walk back into church just afraid of the judgment. I'm so thankful, Victory, you are not a judgmental church. You accept people even when they feel like they failed publicly, even when they feel like they're not where they should be. And you love people even where they're going through a tough storm. And she walked back in and she was loved by everyone. Everybody loved her. And she started doing ministry again. A year went by and her heart was healed again. Her heart was whole. And there was this guy who had been waiting all along. His name was Caleb, and Caleb went up to Sarah one day after church, after a year from the engagement, said, Sarah, would you go on a date with me sometime? And she said, sure, Caleb. You know, we've been friends. They've known each other since fourth grade. And so Caleb began to go on these dates with her group dates, and during that time, Caleb had already been leading a Sunday school class teaching me and teaching my brother the Bible, and then he would be playing basketball with different guys at the church, and the night came where he proposed to Sarah. He asked her to marry him. And and it was amazing because he told Sarah this. He had been waiting to tell Sarah this. Listen to this real, real closely, y'all. He said, Sarah, I have loved you for a long time. He said, I loved you back in high school. He said, God spoke to me a vision that I was going to marry you. And when you got engaged to that other guy, he said, I was heartbroken. I would cry often just thinking, God, why would you give me a vision? And then totally take it away from me he said I was hurting in fact he was one of the groomsmen of this other guy he said it was so painful thinking about being in a wedding looking at the girl that I wanted to marry that I was dreaming of marrying and he said I totally gave it to God I surrendered it he said I didn't try to fight for you I didn't talk to anyone about it I kept it between me and God I didn't try to manipulate it I didn't try to force myself or push myself and she's crying as she's listening to this And he said, Sarah, when I found out the night that you guys had broken off the engagement, I had a praise party in my apartment. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're faithful. You're faithful. You're faithful. And he said, I waited. I waited as other guys were pursuing you. And I just knew God said, it's not time yet. It's not time yet.
1: I trusted
4: God's tempo. I trusted God's timing And today, they've celebrated over 10 years of being married with two beautiful children in a church in Orlando. I'm telling you, God's timing is always better than our timing.
2: What are the secrets to living a balanced life? Is it really possible to have complete joy in your family work and relationships? Jesus was not busy. He was purposeful. He was intentional about his time. Learn how to have that typical, balanced life with Pastor Paul's three-part CD series, Tempo. Would you call 1-800-760-2360 or go to pauldoherty.org and make a gift of any size.
1: You are being
3: raised up to shift the culture back to the kingdom of God. You might
0: have to get up when nobody else is getting up and pray for people others have forgotten love
1: to come into your mind and
0: accuse you but you gotta talk trash back to the devil
1: god is not through with me yet
2: word explosion kingdom come august 9th through 14th watch online at victory.com into your life but then he wants to remodel your whole life he starts a construction project how to be centered in the middle of difficult circumstances. (laughs)
0: we <laughs>
1: You remember that? Remember when the money was... But I...
3: Stingray Music mobile app. Rose from the dead. From
1: the dead so
3: Awesome ruler.
1: Crucified. Hope of glory. glory. One day. I will get to see. I am grateful. I
3: he loved me enough. Loved me enough to
1: cry. Just right, know him. Just know him. Woo! Just to know, know him. Just know him. Just right, know